Hey, what's up, guys? Bobby Rose Beef here with another episode of Trivial. We got a good one for you. A few things that are going down. We have uh, another of one of our episodes that are a set of trivia hosts talking about stuff. We got Matt Chambers all the way from the Norfolk, Virginia area. He's going to be telling us about what trivia has been like getting back into the swing of things and how he's been dealing with everything. Plus, I'm going to do a little bit of talking today about, well, actually, a topic I'm going to circle back around to, a topic that is uh, one of the most popular episodes of this podcast pre-COVID that had uh, ever happened. I'm going to revisit and kind of give the details of what happened with all that. I think you guys might already know what I'm talking about, but I'll let you know in just a bit. And then we're also going to talk about the the ugly side of trivia. Um, I had a situation come up, and I'd like to go into detail and give the full story. Uh, and I, I really, this is sort of a, 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 a sort of a call to action, if you will. I want to know if any other trivia hosts out there have had similar situations and how you dealt with it. So we'll get to all that that in just a bit guys don't go too far get yourself nice and comfortable we'll be back with more trivial Good morning, everybody. Bobby Rose Beef here. It is your favorite uh, trivia adjacent podcast. Yeah, I kind of like that. I kind of like that term. I just pulled that out of my ass right now. I like that. Trivia adjacent. It's a good one for you. I'm in my office right now. I'm actually, I'm editing uh, one podcast. I'm editing an, uh, the current episode of Jigs and Bigs, my fishing podcast, which is available on all sorts of uh, platforms and at jigsandbigs.com. I'm also putting together the the details of this week's trivia game as well. So I'm like, I got a, a nice cup of coffee in here from my favorite mug that my lovely wife brought down to me. It is Labor Day. She's at home all day today. It's not too bad. And I've been I've been having an amazing week, guys. Um, one of the the uh, the partners over at Jigs and Bigs has um, has has we, well we've been working on a little little project. They've been looking to put me in a very high end uh, pedal kayak, and it happened. And, and delivery was last week. And we yeah I got out on the water a couple of times. So I've been absolutely loving it. Um, the pedal kayak life is for me. <laughs> I went on like four miles yesterday. It was crazy. And uh, I mean you know I'm still. Yeah, there's some stuff that I have to get used to. So I'm kind of involving that a little bit anyway into trivia this week. And my music round this week is going to be about um, things nautical. So we're talking about boats, ships, water, uh, anything kind of like out on the water. So those songs will be in our Name That Tune round. I'm just trying to keep it topical. You know how it is. Very, very excited. I want to give a shout out to them. Uh, uh, Three Bells Outfitters out on along the Niantic River in Connecticut. They're amazing. We love them so much over at Jigs and Bigs. I love them too right here on Trivial as well. So that's what's going on there. Let's talk, guys. Two things I want to jump into before we get into the interview that I have with Matt Chambers. And that's and it's, it's a great conversation. We have a lot of fun too. But first off, I, I kind of, I've been... I'm, I'm, I had gone back and I know I said I was going to do some reacts to the the previously recorded podcasts and you know I I I I was looking through them and looking at some of the listens and, and some of the most popular ones that are out that are that are out for for folks to check out um it kind of surprised me but one of them that I knew was going to get huge listens was uh a, an episode an episode of the show about, uh, it was called Review Rage. You might remember this. This was quite a while ago. Uh, but in this, we had a situation where there was a, 
uh, a player at trivia. I won't say a customer at the at the establishment because it was very rare when um, this team that would come out and play was actually a patron of the establishment where I was hosting said game. Um, there was a little bit of a situation where one of the employees at an establishment had tipped me off that that uh, this one you know this one group uh, this one couple had uh, left a really terrible review on Yelp, like awful, just like you know complaining about their water not being filled you know quickly enough and all this other stuff. But here's the kicker. In the end, they were never actually ever customers of that establishment ever. So they were leaving a review about a service that they weren't even paying for. Like they weren't, they weren't ever, there was no exchange. Like they were never patrons within that establishment. It was a little ridiculous. And I realized that I was like, wow, I never went back and kind of covered the, what had happened with all of that and, and how things had sort of gone. So, um, I had, it was kind of strange. I remember that review had come out uh, sometime around the holiday season. It was right around New Year's, actually. My, um, my, uh, I, I had right. Around, yeah, I guess, I guess it was New Year's Eve. I think, I think I was doing. Uh, it was New Year's Eve. Was it maybe New Year's Eve, twenty twenty? It could have been. It very well could have been. So this couple had come into the event that I was doing. It, this was a ticketed event. Uh, it was the New Year's Eve, the big fat speed quiz of the year. And th they had bought tickets from, I'm guessing, like outside in the parking lot or, you know, when they had arrived. It's a ticketed event. I can't tell them that they can't come in for that, you know. So I, it put me in a real odd situation because I didn't want to, you know, I just didn't really know how to kind of handle it. So I had to just so, sort of bite my tongue. And like, I was so pissed off that they had written this review and it had tied me into it. There was really nothing that I could do. So I go to my, my, I, you know, I suck it up and I do, you know, my thing and, you know, we get through the game and I go to my, my later game that evening and, and who rolls in there to get a twofer. Now, granted, I was smart enough to use two separate games completely, so I knew that there the possibility of people playing one New Year's game and then showing up on my regularly scheduled game could happen, and that's exactly what what happened. They had a, we had a bunch of people come back over, and it was kind of crazy. Uh, and I was I was like, "This is it. They're going to show up here, and they're not customers. I can't say anything, or I mean, they're they're not not customers. You know, I can go and say like, "Hey, guys, look, this is the situation." So I go down to this table and I'm thinking, here we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let them know what's up. And they, you know, that 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 I know about the review and everything. And from from all accounts, I don't think they ever knew that that podcast had ever come out. I don't think, you know, and I wasn't exactly like quiet about it. I'm a little surprised that it went over their heads. So I do this event uh, and I go over and and what's in front of them? But two plates of food. They had actually ordered food while they were there. So I just said, okay, tonight's not the night. I'm going to let it go, and I'll wait until there's an issue, and then we can bring it up. Now, I had covered a lot of the previous sort of like red flags with this one team specifically in the episode of Review Rage. I didn't see them for a handful of weeks after this event. What ended up happening was my regular Friday event, actually in the establishment where they had written the review, who comes rolling in, and it is packed. I mean, shoulder to shoulder and I think there was some type of a, an office party in there at the same time it was just so busy so I had I had seen them come in and there were no seats available and they come up to me as the host of the event and say well 
you know, there's nothing, there, there's, there's, there's no seats. Um, can you ask the manager or something or what can we do? And I told him, sit right here, guys. I'll be right back. So I go over and I ask the, uh, the manager who's on duty that evening about getting them a table. But I said, first, I want to straighten something out beforehand. And I take this opportunity and I go over to them and I say, Team X, I say, uh, or what, I, what I've been calling them, the hydrators. I go, hydrators, listen, guys, I go, I've worked it out. I can get you guys a table in here. But here's the thing. I need you to do me a favor. X amount of months ago, you wrote a review about this establishment that was a one-star review, and it was absolute bullshit because you were never actual uh, patrons of this 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 establishment at all. You were never ever customers. You were leaving a review about services that you never paid for. You know that that you were never owed because you were not customers. You were here taking up real estate is what you were doing. You weren't ordering food, you were not ordering drinks, you didn't have an open tab. The the establishment never never actually did business with you. So the idea of there being hospitality uh on their end or them owing you something of of any which way is sort of ridiculous really if if you want to you want to get into that. So as I'm saying this, the look on his face is absolute shock because apparently he didn't realize that she had actually posted said review. She had gone and deleted it right there. I got them their table. Everything was great. Then COVID happened and I haven't seen them since. So, I mean, it is what it is. But that kind of brings me to a whole other situation as we get into post-COVID. As things started to kind of come back to life in the uh, in the aftermath of the shutdown and everything, I had... Very, very few trivia nights that would start popping up slowly. And one of the these establishments, um, I had, I was, it was actually, it was refreshing to see a lot of the the uh, familiar faces that I hadn't seen for a couple of months. Anyway, you know, at the at the at the, ver- at the bare minimum, like three four months. So it's been a while, and it was great to see some of these faces. And there was this one face that I had seen previously. Now. Pre-COVID, uh, there was a situation where this one individual would, and you know, I want to preface this and say say this: I don't know what's going on with this one individual's life. I don't know what, um, you know, what they may or may not like understand. Um, and I'm talking about like in social situations and things like that. So I'm not looking to pass judgment or anything. So when this was first sort of an issue, and 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 players and the uh, team members at the establishments where I work would bring this one individual to my attention. We'll call him Billy. All right. Um, When they would bring Billy to my attention and say, Hey, you know, we have this one little issue. I would have players that would say, you know, uh, women that would say that he just makes them feel uncomfortable because of the way he's kind of uh, overshares, I suppose. Um, you know, it just kind of made some people feel on edge. There were some behaviors that really turned people off. One of the side games that I would run at Trivia was a, a game called Turtle Races. It was this animated, basically a video game that was at random where these turtles race, and I would allow teams to pick one. And I would, often as a joke, I would just say, and I feel like the vast majority of people would, would know that this was a joke, but this gentleman, Billy, he... Uh, the joke was, I would say, oh, just so everybody knows, I've got a wireless microphone plugged in behind the TV. So if you cheer for your tortoise, they're actually going to move faster. So 
this is of course just BS. It's just, you know, to get people going. But the first time it works every time. Everybody's yelling at the screen. It's amazing. But this one guy just refused to believe that it wasn't real. Even after I told him, I was like, hey, dude, like, you don't have to yell at the screen like that. And he would yell as if he was yelling for his his new puppy to run out of the way of traffic. Like, just he would just be yelling, five, 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 as loud as he possibly could. And it just, it it kind of was, it was just a head scratcher moment at the minimum for everybody in the room. And for some other people, they were like, what's up? Like, what's, what's this dude's deal? You know, it's like he doesn't, apparently this joke has gone over his head. So the last straw for this one instance had kind of come where... He had treated uh, the the bartender at one of these events really poorly, and uh, he was he had actually won a little bit of uh, of money in a side contest, and had uh, you know I mean he just I mean just basically he just treated the help like garbage. And the worst part was is he worked in the freaking industry. He knew this. He worked in the restaurant business, so he knew the way you know he he knew that how it works. It's not like he was completely green to this. So I had this one bartender reach out to me and say, hey, you know, this one one individual is kind of an issue. Like, can you uh, either just like excuse him from the games or maybe just tell him not to come back or or something like that? Is there anything that you can do? And I said, you know, I go, you're not the first person. It's a little bit of an issue. Um, at the time, this individual had also taken on a job at one of my uh, former uh, trivia establishments where they would have me routinely, weekly. And I, I decided, so I sent him a Facebook message and I was like, listen, boss, you know, I've got a lot of people who have, who have kind of brought you up as a bit of a, a concern at some of our establishments. I know in the past there had been issues with him uh, paying his check, uh, walking out on checks. Um, you know, oftentimes there were, there are a lot of like issues with money in general, it seemed were, were, were a big, big issue. But also I made it a point to let him know I've had, you know, some women that play routinely say that you make them kind of feel uncomfortable. You just got to give people their space. And, and knowing that I don't know his entire situation or anything like that, I want to try to, you know, handle the situation as, 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 uh, as best as possible, you know, protect obviously the players who who are are coming out regularly, protect the establishments that are my customer, and and also sort of just like you know, but give him an opportunity to like you know, kind of figure it out. Maybe he's unaware. Is sort of what I was taking. Maybe he is unaware and doesn't realize what he's doing. Well, we have this conversation. I tell him I was like, you know, I go, I don't want to kick you out from from the games. I said you should take a few weeks, you know. And then, hey, come back and, you know, just be aware of taking good care of the service, you know, industry folks that are around you that are basically waiting on you, you know, take good care of them, treat them, you know, respectfully, and also give folks some space. And fast forward a couple of months and then, of course, the shutdown and everything, we get back into business and things are slowly starting to get better and better and better. And who do I see at my games? I see Billy and Billy's there and he is, he's ready to play. Billy's got a new girlfriend and a couple other friends he's been bringing out. And they've been, had, they've been going out nights on the town. It's been nuts. And it would go out week after week after week playing various places. And, you know, I said I said nothing about it. To my knowledge, everything was good. A couple of times on uh, Friday nights, he would show up at my Friday night uh, establishment. And there would be an issue with the check. Something would happen. And, and it would be, you know... It, one instance where they had paid with not enough cash to cover the tab and then made it like 
acted as if it was some type of an oversight and then put down uh, basically enough to leave like a nickel tip. Um, and this was on like a $140 tab too. I mean, it was, this, it wasn't a, a joke. This was like, you know, this was a big deal. So I was, you know, kind of like fuming over this. I'm just like, I just, I hate seeing the people that I care about that I work with at these events get shit on. It just, it drives me bananas. And so my, my, my thought process had shifted a bit to let's see what I can do to sort of handle this situation and kind of, you know, figure this out. Had a conversation with the, with the server for that table. And, and her thing was just like, I've just grown to expect it from, from, from this one table. When I see them, I know that they're going to be super needy and they're not going to take care of me, you know, and it's going to be, there's going to be some kind of a hiccup with the check, something. So we left it alone. We fast forward a few weeks and there was a little bit of drama. The girlfriend was gone, but Billy was still showing up at trivia. He was solo doing his thing. And then one Friday night, this was about, a, uh, it, was, it was right around my birthday. I remember this because Billy wanted to do me a favor and, uh, and buy me a celebratory birthday beer. Thanks, Billy. Thanks, Billy. So they, uh, they, they at the bar gave me my beer and, uh, and, and the, the staff, you know, they, they, they don't typically charge me at this one establishment when I'm drinking, which I'm, I graciously appreciate. Um, but Billy was unaware of that. But that beer was not on his check. <laughs> it was not on his check. How do I know it? I paid his check. That's how I know it. Uh, what had happened was as I ended the game and had given the gift cards to the winners and was packing up my equipment, I noticed that the uh, the uh, business owner was having a conversation with Billy about, you can't keep coming in and doing this and ordering a bunch of food, then telling me you don't have any money. Like, you've got to, you know, I mean, this is not what we're trying to do here. So I had reached my wits end. And what I had done was I had gone over to the bar and I said to the, the owner i said um let me do do uh do us all a favor i go I'm, i'd like to cover his tab tonight and i said and and she looks at me and says well why and i said because if i cover his tab then i can basically tell him to fuck the hell off for all of my events and not to show up at any of them and that was my goal because then he was kind of into me for that tab the tab was, you know, I forget what it was exactly, but I left $40 and it was a decent tip. And, you know, he went along his way and I never saw him again. In fact, I had some pictures from events where he was in them and I was able to crop him out and put up a post letting people know that, hey, you know, this guy is into me for 40 bucks because he didn't have the ability to cover his tab and this has been an issue and then, you know, other other hosts should beware. Well, of course, somebody reported that post and it had gone down, but still, it was done. He wasn't showing up at my games. That brings us to last Monday, a week ago from today as I record this. Brings us to last Monday. I'm setting up in a brand new establishment. I'm at Crazy Seafood in West Springfield. And uh, I'm setting up my equipment. And, you know, we're, we're in this window right now. Where we're, we're testing things out to see how how the night's going to go. Do we want to maybe move to a different night? Um, how, how's the floor plan working? It's a very interesting restaurant, but it's got an amazing menu. It's got a awesome staff. And, you know, it's just this has the makings of a really great trivia night. And we're slowly starting to get there. So... As I'm setting up my equipment, getting things ready for the the big night, who comes walking in out of nowhere? But Billy and sits down, belly up to the bar, and I see him, and immediately I'm just like, what do you think you're doing? 
So I, I didn't want to just kick them out of this brand new establishment I just started working on uh, working in. Um, they didn't ha- have any previous experience with him to my knowledge. So what I had done was I had gone over to the manager and staff that was you know within earshot of where Billy was sitting, and I let them know at you know full volume um, that uh, you know and so that he could hear as well that this individual here has a track record of walking on checks and in fact is into me for a $40 check at one of my establishments and that generally I don't allow him into my events, but I'll leave it in their hands. Well, immediately, I think I made the suggestion too, they might want to get a card uh, in advance and then run it to make sure it'll work, but we'll we'll leave that where it is. Um, My point is this, is that, you know, it, it it it's one thing I get it like if you want to do an activity that's happening in an establishment, but maybe you don't have the funds to be uh, a huge uh, patron of that establishment or something, or or maybe you don't like the menu at said establishment or something like that. What my my sort of take on all that is if, if if you have an issue with the establishment, why would you bother going there, entertainment or not? The, that entertainer has got to be somewhere else where you could go, where you could actually uh, be a patron of, of the venue. Uh, when it comes to, you know, I've handled this with Kid Gloves previously. I did. I, 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 I talked it all out because it seemed as if he was truly oblivious to uh, the way all of this works, uh, you know, as far as like being a customer and, and how the food chain works is that supporting me means you are supporting the venue. That's how it works. It's you show up to my games and that's, that's great, but you're not supporting the venue, which supports me. So it's a chain. It all works together. He seemed to truly just not understand that. So I, I took the time to explain it to him. I was nice. He messed up again. I paid his check so that I could basically give him the bird and then what ends up happening he starts popping up again so we'll see what happens my call to action here though for you guys is this any trivia hosts that are here and uh, i want to know i want to know what experience you've had with like those nightmare players that show up i mean it happens like we all know as trivia hosts as djs karaoke hosts i mean comedians anybody we all know that there there's a an audience that we draw and the very vast majority of them we love they're wonderful they're great but every once in a while you get these fringe followers that are just they're they're just they carry with them so much drama and baggage that it's it's insane. It's so ridiculous and hard to deal with. So I'm curious. I want to know, and I'm not going to blow up anybody's spot. Please don't don't think that I'm going to be saying, "Oh, so and so from this city at this bar thinks that this player is." No, no, no. It's nothing like that. You guys can change names. I will not use your name. But if you've got some information, I want to know. Like, am I the only person that's that's doing this? I mean, I see a lot of people. I do five games a week myself, and you know, this is I see a lot of people in that five days. I mean. I, I would have to assume I'm not alone in this. So if you're a trivia host or you're a DJ or maybe you host karaoke, you're a comedian, something like that. If you have a similar experience, reach out to me on Instagram. Shoot me a DM and let me know what it's all about. Uh, you can follow me over there at Bobby Roast Beef and, uh, and and fire me a DM. Let me know. I mean, have you have you had a nightmare uh, sort of player or or even worse, a team where it was just it was always something. It was just always something with them and you're. You know, just they make you pull your hair out. If you have hair, I don't. So there's not much I can do in that sense. Anyway, 
One other thing before we get into this interview with Matt Chambers is this. Uh, over on my Instagram, I have, uh, I'm just about 40-something followers away from hitting the 2K mark. I'm doing a giveaway at 2K. And the plan is this. We're going to be doing giveaways every single time we hit another 100. Or I'm sorry, not another 100. Another 1,000 followers, we're going to do a brand new giveaway. The Bobby Roast Beef giveaways are going to be a huge mix. Um, it's going to be a lot of stuff that I love. And if the the winner happens to be somebody who I know or you know have maybe a trivia or something like that, I might be able to cater some of the giveaway stuff, but these are going to be like mystery boxes of great stuff that I want to give to you, the winners. I've already got some of my sponsors that I work with for and partners that I work with on my other show, Jigs and Bigs, working with this. So we're going to incorporate some cool stuff with that. Um, and I'm talking about like, we're going to give away some fun stuff. We're going to give away some coffee. We're going to give away, we're going to give away some beer, some, some especially local stuff, beers, wines, all kinds of great stuff. Maybe even some cannabis products too. You guys uh, go ahead and, uh, Go follow me. And if you're already following me, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate all the followers over there. But uh, if you want to see us bump up to that next level, bump up to that 2K and we can do that giveaway, make sure to just share my profile with your friends. Tell your friends, go go in one of my posts and tag them and say, follow this guy. And, you know, we'll get up to that, that level. Hey, your friends, if they like fun stuff and they like potentially winning stuff, they definitely want to follow me. Absolutely. And then the last housekeeping tip is this. I have been doing a bunch of events and i uh i've been doing a lot of college events too uh for for speed quizzing and it's been absolutely amazing i was at springfield college this last weekend with probably one of the most energetic batch of first year students i've ever worked with before like so much energy i'm talking standing on tables cheering during the music round like it was it was absolutely dynamite um one of the ways, if you folks would like to book me for one of your, you know, parties, if you're having a birthday, an anniversary, something like that, you want to make it a game night. Shit, if you just want to together with a, get together with a bunch of friends and you know get together in the backyard while it's nice fall weather, or maybe you're doing planning something for around the holidays, get in touch with me. Go to bobbyrosebeef.com. You can check my availability. Find out when 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 uh, your event is. Just punch in that date. It'll tell you if I'm available or not, and then we can put something together for you. I've got lots and lots of different options for trivia. It's pretty affordable, honestly, to tell you the truth. There's something for you that will work 100%. Believe me, you're going to love it. It's always a good time. But shout out to the uh, first year students over at Springfield College. They were absolutely amazing this last weekend. And I mean, you know, again, like this is another college event where I had pretty significant Wi-Fi interference, but I, I realized after the event, I am beta testing some brand new software from Speed Quizzing, and uh, I had to uh, do an update, so I'm hoping that might rectify the situation. We'll see how that works out. Guys, we're going to go ahead and jump right into this interview right now. We've got uh, Matt Chambers from Squared Away Entertainment out in Virginia. He is a Speed Quizzing host and disc jockey. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a serviceman. We appreciate you, and thank you very much and uh guys we will see you on the other side of this hey guys bobby roast beef here for another episode of trivial and i've got i've got matt chambers here from squared away entertainment you know what it is we're doing we're doing trivia hosts talking about stuff matt how, how are things today uh pretty great i see on lunch break so i get a chance to uh you know spend some time talking to somebody sitting, sitting by myself so there you go pretty man. fun there you go <laughs> 
Unbelievable. So let's go ahead. I, you know, I mean, I mentioned the last time I did one of these that I'm a sucker for an origin story. And I love just hearing about how people kind of get into the business, how they discover it. Because a lot of us share, you know, uh, as, as many as, as often as we share a lot of the same sort of experiences, kind of discovering this, this kind of unique business that we're in. There are some elements that come and I love hearing about the differences as well. So why don't you explain how you how it was you got into the the entertainment business? Uh, you know, however it was either whether it was DJing, and then, but eventually how you grew into doing trivia and what your events are like th these days. Yeah, so basically I started DJing um, just in different bars and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just bars and restaurants in the area. Uh, loved the interaction with everybody and like, you know, but I wasn't really getting a, you know, consistent, like consistent, you know, a following with it. Yep. Um, so it was like, it was okay. And then I was like, maybe I can do the following of do some, if I do karaoke. I tried karaoke for like three months and I absolutely hated it. Um, yeah. Basically because like, you know, it had a bunch of like, you know, drunks that didn't really care about anything and uh, it's uh, for bar karaoke i just didn't really really feeling it at all so i wanted to try something different so yeah. i was like uh researching trivia because trivia in my area is is pretty popular but it's all done like in uh you know pencil and paper and i played the trivia before i played <clears throat> before i found about speed quizzing i was like well this is okay but i'm not having fun i'm just like sitting here people are you know, cheating on the answers and everything. So I'm like, okay. it's okay. But um, <clears throat> so I did research about different types of trivia, found speed quizzing. Um, I tested it out one time with like friends and family. Yeah. Um, then tested that, tested out in the bar. I was like, I'll do it for free just to see if you guys like it. And if not, then you, know, you can guys say, okay, whatever. That didn't work out, but mm -hmm. they loved it. And I've been in that same bar for, for four years now. Um, and ever since then, it's been growing since then. Like I've done private events, I've done fundraisers, I've done different breweries, bars, corporate stuff. So yep. it's been a, amazing how like this, this small idea I had, like, hey, maybe this will work. And then just throwing it out there and just, hey, it took off like a like gangbuster. So yeah. I love it. That's that's awesome. It's very similar to how it worked with me. I, I was same sort of deal, actually. I was looking to leave my job in television really is what I needed. Well, actually, at the, at the time, it wasn't even leave, about leaving my job. It was I just needed to supplement my income. I was like, the big boy life had finally shown up. We had the house, the family. Like It was just like, we got to start bringing in a decent living, and, and working in television wasn't doing it. So I had to, like, I was booking private events to DJ because I had done that previously for years and years and years since I was 16 years old. I started getting out there, and I started doing some uh, bar and, you know, basically bar like all request nights where I would just go and spin music on weeknights. And I just, I found it was, you know, and, and having a background too, where I've been in, I've played in bands for a long time. It's, it's tough to draw people out when you're just playing music. Like even when you're, especially when you're playing other people's music, you know, it's that, it's that harder to draw people out for that because like, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but you kind of get taken for granted a little bit, you know? Um, so I was looking for a way to just sort of engage and, and, for me, I, I karaoke just is not for me. I have a little saying. I'm like, it's way cooler to owe somebody a night of going out for karaoke than it is to actually go out and do karaoke. Like, <laughs> it's just such a niche, and I feel like it turns more people off than it actually turns those people on that are there. So, I mean, it's yeah. just not for me. It's one of those things. I actually have a T-shirt design I'm going to launch that says, fuck karaoke. Um, <laughs> and it's just, that's just how I feel about it. But um, 
so I was looking into trivia and it was the same thing. Like when I was getting started, the smartphone was just popping into everybody's pocket. And I'm like, why would I start a pub quiz? It's, it's perfect for me because I'm a talker. Why would I start a pub quiz if everybody can just look at their phones? Like, where's the appeal? And I was just looking for something else when I found speed quizzing. That was it. I'm like, this is, this is a home run. And yeah, I did. I did like you did. I did a game for like next to nothing just to try it. But when I saw that reaction, of the small group of people that were there, I was like, I've got lightning in a bottle. I know I can do something with this. And it just, it engaged some, some folks. And I, I think that's absolutely killer. You're in the, um, you're in the Virginia area. Are you further down South, like Norfolk area. Yeah. Matter of fact, I, um, I'm in Wigginsburg, which is maybe like 45 minutes from Norfolk. So, gotcha. uh, I'm kind of in between, um, Richmond and, and, uh, Virginia beach. It's kind of like right in the middle of there. We uh, one of the te- the television stations I used to run Master Control for was from that area, for Wavy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wavy 10. Yep, yeah. Wavy 10. Oh, yes, good. Sir. <laughs> freaking crazy-ass memories. So, um, <laughs> you know, as far as, like, your experience with getting back up and running after, like, you know, the, the, the shutdown and everything like that, what was your experience there? Um, my experience was, honestly, like, uh, once, once the pandemic hit, and I was mm-hmm. like, maybe we could just – you know, do smaller crowds that we can do, yeah. you know, I can like just have it, something like that. And then it went from having an idea, okay, maybe I can keep going, but like have it like, you know, smaller crowds mm-hmm. to like having nothing. Um, so yeah, I was blessed when we found out if we could do like speak with live. So I've oh, been, yeah. I started doing speak with live. Um, I, I guess sometime in, maybe in April when it finally went a launch and everything, yeah. the people were like clamoring and saying like, you know, what can we do with trivia? What can we do for fun? And I took that, ran with it, um, and it kind of brought on a bigger following than what I had mm-hmm. uh, in person. Because, like in person, you know, they, in, the in people that the people that are following me in person, they followed me on live, and then the people that were, you know, those people reached out to their friends and family, saying like, "Hey, this is pretty fun. We can all have fun together now on Zoom," and kind of added more people to it. So at one point, have you know, uh, and just Greenberg area or mm-hmm. like you know new for news area to people playing from Greece and uh Philadelphia and and Atlanta and just yep. different family members is called come together and having fun that's awesome do you now do you find when you would do private event bookings and stuff like I like to uh, oftentimes like when I'm working like shows like DJ Expo or 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 uh, what was mobile beat um, you know we're working these shows we're talking with other entertainers I often tell people that setting up a trivia night really it's a referral machine you're out there and you're generating some income during the week when otherwise you know generally speaking your DJ gear would not be earning you any money for the most part but you're out there you're earning a little bit of, of, of income you're bringing something in to kind of help you you know keep the lights on in the office and all that stuff but on top of that like you're meeting new people and you're engaging new people and those folks that play they all have workplaces that are going to organize corporate events you know holiday parties and things like that they have friends and families that are going to be you know there's going to be marriages and anniversaries and, and events that are happening there so the work comes to you like you get this rapport and it's been it's been 
I mean, really, now all of my weddings that I book now are based 100% on referral. I stopped advertising with everybody. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's a great way to do it because people, they know what they're getting. Um, one cool thing is, like in your situation where you were doing a lot of live stuff and reaching people, have you found that you've gotten some referrals that are maybe outside of your general area or at least inquiries if you would travel out that way? Has it kind of extended the web a little further for you? Yeah, it's crazy because just as of last night, I got a um, wedding DJ request for. They live in uh, in DC, Maryland area. Yep. And they were like, "We we play uh, we played live, and we saw you in person a couple times, and want to know if you're available to you know, DJ our wedding." I was like, "That's amazing!" Yeah, he's like, "Do you travel?" Like, definitely, I'll travel there. So yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so I've done I've done a bunch of cool things. I got a wedding this next month. Um, with they. Uh, they come to my Wednesday, Wednesday night trivia nice. every week, so like they're they're really fun and like you know and I've had opportunities to you know branch off to do different corporate um, things mm-hmm. and different private events just for people and like it's been amazing that I like yep. you know this small little idea I had just every do stuff in the bar end up being like you know you're doing stuff in the bar now you're doing weddings now you're doing corporate stuff now you're doing all type of different things so it's oh, been yeah. amazing how. It branched from that little small idea, like oh, it's kind of cool. But yeah, that's awesome. I just did, I did an event this last weekend. I haven't been at this college. It was Smith College in Northampton, Mass. Amazing school. I've done in the past. I've I've probably done maybe half a dozen events for them. Um, generally, different theme trivia nights. A lot of times, they like the themes that get the students out. But like all the colleges, uh, in a in a in a normal year. All the colleges this time of year, they're trying to get all those first-year students to sort of have activities as they're kind of adjusting in the, like, campus life and everything. And, and it gets them out and engaging with one another, meeting people. And what was crazy was I had um, – I was booked in an auditorium that I've never been in before on this campus. And I had some major Wi-Fi issues. Uh, but, you know, again, like, taking the time to be prepared and kind of know how to deal with the issues, they hung with me. It took me about 10, 12 minutes to – to get things kind of really all in order before we started getting folks reconnected. But they hung the entire time. What was crazy was that there was the same night that I was on campus, there was a drag bingo night. And I don't know about in Virginia, but in mass, drag bingo is crazy popular. I, which I've <laughs> yeah. actually been hired to do drag bingo. Not that uh, the bo- your boy BRB was in drag. I was facilitating the bingo, and I just had a bunch of drag queens that were doing um, sort of engaging back and forth and checking cards and things like that. And it was actually a really good setup. And then in between rounds of bingo, one of them would do their show, and then another one would do another show. So it was kind of an interesting setup. But they had drag bingo on campus in one area, and then me in this other auditorium. And then I guess drag bingo was full to c- capacity, and they couldn't allow any other people in the room that they had there. So, you know, obviously my auditorium started filling up. I had 76 teams. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was unbelievable. 76 teams and and most of these these girls that were here it's a, it's a girls school. Most of them were about a year older than my oldest daughter. And there isn't a person alive that cares less about my trivia game than my oldest daughter. <laughs> like but what's crazy is I like I feel good about myself because I feel like I kind of maintained my relevancy as even as an old man, you know, because they were just laughing. And I mean, it was a really great response. I was really blown away. So I'm like, OK, maybe I'm not as old as I think. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I guess I'm not out of touch. 
I like oh. that idea though. Uh, they have drag on um, drag bingo here in Williamsburg, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure how popular it is because they happen the same night I have trivia. But um, uh, you know, we have like a couple of drag shows I've been to, and I was like, wow, this is they put on a hell of a show. Really so do. that's not a bad idea though. Yeah, I mean, I like it's that. it's just one of those things, and you know, I, I've been using like I've been using speed bingo. I mean, you know, I it's a it's a small little feature on on speed quizzing. I secretly, right. I kind of love it. Do you use it all? I used to use it. Um, I think I've used it maybe a handful of times, but I haven't used it in a long time. I guess obviously since the pandemic, I haven't used it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I like it though. I, I think it works out pretty good. I mean, once I got into the once once I got you know into the bars again, it was nice. I just used it for a little bonus after round number one. I wish we could get it automated so that that way it could just run and people could play during setup and then you could award bonus points. And you know, as the team enters, they just jump into a bingo game. You know. Yeah, I yeah, think that would be cool. amazing. So, J- John Leach, if you're listening, just saying, bud. <laughs> just saying, you know. Hook a boy. I did, John. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Do you have any any uh, either like nightmare stories of of hosting games where like it all just went to hell on you, or like something that was like just really awesome, like something super memorable moment that you want to share with us? Yeah. So. <laughs> um from the last podcast, I heard Nate had a story about weather, and I had the same exact thing happen. Um, uh, maybe like two weeks ago. Yep. So I do a bre- I do a brewery out in Williamsburg, um, where I basically have a setup outside and setup inside. So um, I'm outside hosting. It's mm-hmm. crazy hot all the time out there. I'm like sweating my ass off the whole time I'm up yep. there. But um, uh, in in a distance, I was I started kind of late. Uh, that's one knock right there. Um, my laptop wanted to uh, like wanted to auto update all of a sudden. Oh, so I had to wait man. until I had to wait until that got done. wasn't too bad. Maybe like ten minutes. So yep. I just told, "Hey guys, go get some beer, go get some food, or whatever. Come back and we'll be good to go." Uh, so I finally got it up and running. And then what happened was like I heard I started to hear like distant thunder, and I got look on my watch because I'm like uh, I kept looking at my phone saying, "Oh, it's gonna be like no, it's gonna skirt right by us." Looking at the radar, it's like okay, yeah, it's 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 distant and it's not that bad, you know, and people were like, you know, were saying that yeah, it's going to skirt by fast. I'll be done by the time it's done. Um, that was not the case. So it started <laughs> pouring down rain, like the next to last, the next to last round. And I was like, okay, so I'm under the tent and, but they're not, you oh. know? So I was like, I was like, you can go inside and, you know, they got the TV set up in there. So you can look at the TV and still play. You can still hear me. I'll be outside here just protecting my stuff. And I'm sitting there like, you know, oh my God, I just heard him get this last round over. Yeah. Last round was just picture last round was picture questions. So it'd be all just really just here's a question, ten seconds, question, ten seconds, that question, helps. ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, just kind of get everything knocked out. And it was like uh I think it like uh five questions left. It just felt like this hurricane hit the back of my uh projector screen and just like blew it and hit me in the back. Like everybody else was still inside. I was like, okay, cool. So I'm just out here risking my life yeah, <laughs> for, ex- for trivia. Dude. So the screen, uh, the screen broke on me. Um, and then I mean, uh, everything else worked out perfectly, but like, it was just, it wasn't any damage to any of my, my, you know, my expensive stuff anyway. So that's good. Uh, it was just, a, it was just a matter of just trying to get that happen, um, get that done. And it was a theme night too. So we were like showed up oh. from all over trying to play this theme night. And I was yep. like, Okay, man, I'm I'm done now. But you know, here are your prizes. Thank y'all for you know dealing with this. And yep. 
people still say that people still say they had fun. I was like, that's awesome, man. If you had fun dealing with a hurricane and <laughs> a random hurricane that pops out of nowhere, then that's cool. You know, it's it's funny because like those those weather moments or or those oh shit moments when when everything just goes haywire. People remember that stuff, and if nothing else, it makes it memorable. And like, if they're decent people, they don't hold that against you. You know, they realize yeah, exactly. they, they more than anything, they maybe judge how you handle the situation. So, if you can keep a cool head, you know, applause to you. That's the that's the name of the game. <laughs> I I have had some close calls with weather. I'm a well, I'm a fisherman, so I watch the weather like some people watch. You know, like TikTok. You know, I. <laughs> That's that's me on Weather Underground. I'm always watching the weather. So, I you know, it's like I've had some close calls, but oftentimes I'll tell people, like, when we're looking at something, like, oh, we want to do things outside. And I'm like, hey, there's a cold front coming in, and this is the time it's going to happen. So let's not be out there. I really I would advise, to, you know, to move inside. Luckily, most times it's not an issue. But, you know, I've had some close calls. There have been times I've been working. I've been lucky in the past to have some jobs for uh, Six Flags New England in their water park. And I can remember a, a, a number of times I'd have an easy up tent and I'm just like, oh, I hope this thing stays put. <laughs> like, you know, you get some good thunderstorms. And in the valley where we are, it can be it can be rough. Right. Very volatile. Very much so. Um I love using these questions from this um, from this product that I uh, I utilize here and there called Poddex, and there's just basically like uh, industry non-specific questions. And there's this one batch called the Hustle. You're you're a business owner. I'm a business owner. I'm interested to kind of know like what your take is on some of this stuff. So I'm just going to okay. kind of shoot from the hip with some of these, and we'll see how it goes. This first one that kind of crossed my mind, I, I think is awesome. It says, if you could take a class to learn anything, what would it be? Huh, I would say, okay, so the business side of me mm -hmm. will be the uh, that 1% class that um, yeah. I've always wanted to take, 1%, because I feel like I can, if you can do 1%, one, something 1% better, like, yep. you know, you might put yourself above somebody else, so... That's always been one thing, but the other thing too is like I want to learn. I want to learn another language. I want to learn like if I can do a Sweet. a Spanish speaking trivia night, something like that. That'd be pretty cool to like that. I know nobody around here ever does. Oh, so yeah. just to learn another language, so I can reach out to other people to have like just another niche. So I can have a like I did a uh, Cinco de Mayo um, trivia night, and that was a lot of fun. Yep. But my music round was like it was all basically just spanish music and i was trying to say like you know trying to translate this stuff or whatever yeah and it's like it's pretty crazy that like uh it was a lot of fun but a bunch of gringos in there just oh, didn't yeah. know much about it so yeah <laughs> i i do I'm, I'm with you man i would say another language i think it's probably one of the most useful things you can utilize i mean if if nothing else i am i am probably most famous in my area for butchering pronunciations of other languages in trivia trivia questions and i'll, I'll announce it beforehand i go hey i'm apo i'm going to apologize now here comes some french that is no french you've ever heard buckle up <laughs> yeah it's just part of my my whole thing you know um what is one subscription that you've got that you would not want to live without ever uh spotify yeah i think spotify is like I, I can't believe you used to have like I used to put all my music on my hard drive and then mm -hmm. put it on my iPod or you know iPhone or whatever. Yep. Now Spotify just hey just hook it up and it's all done. So yeah. it's been it's been 
a game changer for all that. I think the industry, like, you know, I think musicians always want to get their fair cut. I don't know that they necessarily do with Spotify um, on all levels, but I think that Spotify as an app undervalues its actual value. I think that they could probably charge more for their service if it meant that that artists were getting a, a better cut. You know, yeah, I, I absolutely, yeah, yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I love it. I like, you know, Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff. No, I, I'm fine. You know, I can, I can deal with all that. And I buy all my fishing tackle. I don't even need a subscription box for that stuff. <laughs> exactly. uh, what are some of the entrepreneurial uh, tricks that you've discovered and that you, uh, that, that, that you've discovered to keep you focused and productive that you've kind of moved into your every day to day busy schedule? Um, so I would say probably I keep a lot of things on my, uh, Google calendar, mm -hmm. um, Google calendar. And I kind of just like, I shared it with my wife. So if there's anything that I might, like, I might have missed or whatever, like she knows what's going on. That's a smart um, idea. uh, but essentially like, you know, I have a, so I have a full-time job. Matter of fact, I'm on a full-time job lunch break right now, mm -hmm. but, um, I was like, kind of just saying that, uh, you know, just making sure that I'm got all my all my bases covered. Like I work, essentially, I get home like around five o'clock, and my first gig is at like maybe seven o'clock. Yep. So Quick I have like a little bit of a win. Yeah, I have a little bit of a window to like hang out with the kids, you know, uh, spend time with the wife, and then you know, go on to you know another gig. So mm -hmm. I try to like break my um, if I have a meeting with a client, I might do that like during the week, you know, during my lunch break. Mm, yeah. or I might do it like you know on a because, like, I want to have family time just strictly for them. I don't want to worry about, like, you know, writing trivia or doing anything beforehand. So I do that stuff before I, I do that stuff while I'm at work. I might write a couple rounds of trivia. And then um, so I can, like, try to and balance the family time as much as I can. Yep. I, I, I love this next question. If you achieved every single one of your life goals tomorrow morning, what would you do next? Wow, that's yeah. a really good question. It's intense. Yeah, what would I do next? I would say probably nothing. But it teased everything. I would just want to. I want to just spend the time with my family and yep. uh, just take care of them. Like if I'm if I'm good, then make sure they're good. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. At that at that point, yeah. I mean, I I think that the dream would be to retire and enjoy your life. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'd be, be somewhere in like in Tahiti somewhere. I guess on the beach. Yep. I mean, with with all my life goals, oh my god, that's a lot. <laughs> I got I got to reel my list in. It's a little, it's a little crazy. Now, what's your favorite aspect of owning your own business? Being an entrepreneur, like, what do you like most about it? I love the networking. Um, yeah. I love. Meeting people, I love meeting people that like I never would have never like you know uh, met before. Like you know, even uh, you and Bill, like just mm -hmm. you know, knowing you guys on a like, uh, on a personal level, would be like you know, hey, just if you're in Massachusetts, oh, sorry, if you're in Massachusetts, like you know, go play trivia with a uh, oh yeah, Bobby and them. So like you no, know, it's it's really cool. Like I, I'm not sure if it was, I don't know who it was. I think it's somebody came down from upstate New York. And say they played trivia up there. Really? And they, yeah, they came to play with me, and I was like, "That's amazing! Like, this is, I, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it." And I, I'm gonna know. I forgot who it was, though. But either way, it's been, it's been just the fact that it's networking to find people like that, 
I would never have conversations with before. Yep. Like I had, has uh, the college that I work, the college that I work uh, a little bit, William and Mary here in Williamsburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've spoken to like the dean. I've spoken to um, just people that are higher ups in like you know the athletic department mm-hmm. by doing events, and like I would never have that kind of situation just being a DJ. Oh yeah, no, it's it's amazing like where this kind of thing can can bring you. You know, it, it just it really really is. It's awesome. I did. I had uh, an interesting like like kind of going off what you just said, like the networking and everything. So I had um, someone that I know that works locally for a, a cannabis dispensary had contacted me um, about the possibility of hosting trivia um, in the dispensary for their medical patients. And I'm like, that would be amazing. If you guys have the space to do it, like, why why not? That could be uh, ab- absolutely amazing. So it was it was pretty cool. I'm just like, you know, it's, it's amazing where trivia has kind of taken me. There was – I had a short run where I was doing – smartphone trivia with um uh an our local AHL team, AHL hockey team. And I would be doing the game as people were filtering through the uh the civic center. They would be coming in, you know, playing the game, giving away prizes and stuff. And then on the jumbotron like in the middle, there would they would run my ad. <laughs> and it's my logos up there. I was like, "Holy crap, this is amazing. This kind of stuff is like, you know, it am I is this my life I'm living, <laughs> you know?" That is amazing. Yeah. Mm. It yeah, is just kind of kind of bananas the way it all works out. But also like that's why I like doing this podcast. So I can I can meet other hosts. I can kind of get an idea of, of what people are, you know, where they're coming from when, you know, I mean, uh, Bill and I also answer the trouble uh the the tr- the support tech support hotline when people call. So, you know, it's nice to kind of get to know these folks a little bit better and like, you know, I mean, we, you know, it, it is a small network of hosts. I mean, we have, I want to say like between 500 and 750 hosts in the, in the country. I don't know who's operating right now. That's why that number is a little tough to lay down, but uh, right. you know, it's, it's just amazing. The people that we've met. So we're going to take a quick break, Matt, we'll come back and we're going to do just some rapid fire questions to wrap things up and uh, we'll take it from there. Sound good. Sounds great, man. Awesome. We'll be right back, guys, after this quick message. Hey guys, I often get a lot of really good feedback about my beard. Lots of times people actually will ask about what I use for beard care products too. For a long time, it was nothing other than a brush, but things have changed and my beard is styled better and much healthier than it's ever been before. The main reason for this is that I started using beard care products from livebearded.com. Right now, I'm using Live Bearded's beard wash, the conditioner, oil, and the beard butter. I'm also using their bar soap too. In all in matching sense, I should add. The products are 100% natural, and they don't leave your beard feeling weighted down or crusty. I've discovered livebearded.com on Instagram and ordered their sample pack of six different scents to figure out which one I like the best. I really enjoy the Gunslinger and American scents most. I've been using the sample kit, and I really enjoy it, and I've upped it and gotten a full lineup of all their products in the sense that I like. I realized the level of quality that wasn't there in other products that I've tried before. It really did make a huge difference. So I've got a special offer for you. Visit livebearded.com and use my code ROASTBEEF, all one word with no spaces, and you'll receive a 10% discount on your order at checkout. Try the sampler kit for just 10 bucks, or go all out and get the full lineup of great products. There's kits available too, and they're great for gifts. And you can even sign up for a subscription 
information. Save a little bit of money, and you'll also find that you won't run out of your favorite beard care products. Check out livebearded.com right now and use the promo code ROSTBEEF to save some cash and look like the epic beardsman you are. Yep, we're back, guys. Back with more trivial, all kinds of good stuff. So what we're going to do now, Matt, is we're going to play. I really liked using this deck here uh, with, when I had Nate uh, Baker on. Uh, and it's basically, it's called This or That. And it's it's pretty easy. There's two options that are out there. I'll, I'll, I'll name both of them, and you just tell me which one you'd prefer and why. All right? Sound good? Yeah. Okay. And actually, this is a good question. I normally wouldn't just ask, you know, random folks this at any other time, but being in the DJ industry, we have to deal with this more than I think anybody, uh, number one, gives us credit for, or more than I think we ever would have expected to coming into it. Dry cleaning or washing machine and why? Washing machine. Washing machine. Really? Now, why is that? Um, I think that, okay, so washing machine is like, I like having nice little hands-on making sure it's done uh being deployed to iraq um oh. and dealing with not really even uh it wasn't dry cleaning there but handing your laundry back to somebody else okay you do it and then uh it's not coming back right or whatever it's mm-hmm. all messed up and i had to happen on normal dry cleaning too just so i'd rather have i might lose a sock but outside of a sock i'm okay sure. with that i'd rather yeah. have you know my, all myself and the problem is just like uh I'm pretty good with washing and drying, but the folding and putting it away is the part I'm like, okay, I might take a couple of days to do that, but yep. I would say washing and drying, washing machine. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Like I will I would agree washing machine on like my own clothing like that I wear every day, like that stuff. My formal stuff for events, I I man, there's just nothing better that when you have a yeah. good dry cleaner, like when you do and I have a great dry cleaner. I shout out to Lyman Laundry. I love them. They're <laughs> wonderful. But there is nothing better than when I drop my suit off and I'm like, oh, I need it for this date. And I go grab it the day before my event and it's all nice and it's wrapped in the plastic and everything. And it's crisp. It's it's Everything is exactly the way it should be. I'm like, that. when I put that suit on, I'm like, now we're going to have a big ass party. Right on. You know, oh man, it's such a such a good feeling. I absolutely live for that. This now you're a family man too, so so maybe you can you can shed some light in here. Minivan or station wagon? Minivan. Minivan. DJ. I actually have a I actually have a minivan right now, and um, that's what I'm sitting in right now as I'm nice. on lunch break. So yeah, I I, uh, I didn't think I was a minivan guy at first, but yep. I. I uh, I totaled my last vehicle. It was like a SUV. Oh yeah. And I rented. I had to rent a minivan just mm-hmm. because you know I wanted. I had the stuff. I had like a couple gigs that week and yep. Um, had the kids and everything. So I was like, I love this minivan. Um, it has like the TVs inside, so they can watch whatever, and it's a great That's audio awesome. system. Mm-hmm. Plenty, of, plenty of room for my gear, so I love it. When I got when I started getting back into DJing, I was driving a minivan and it was it was awesome. I was using I mean, but like my sub was like a one hundred pound giant eighteen. Like I needed that space. I've been driving a Ford Escape now and it's great. Um my PA when I'm out, I use a pair of QSC K tens and a um a C I think I think it's a C one twelve. It's a cardioid compact sub from QSC. And I really want to add a second one, but I can't do it. 
with the space that I've got. So I got to upgrade. I'm going to go out and I'm going to, I'm going to test drive a bunch of cars probably this week. Did I lose you? Yeah. So no, no, you're good. All so right. I have a, uh, I have a Chrysler Pacifica and it's, it's been the greatest thing in the world to me. I, I love it. It's a, uh, his nickname Betty White. So that's my, my son nice. called it Betty White. <laughs> Betty yeah. White. That's awesome, man. <laughs> I love it. This is good. I, I don't know really why. And, and again, like I'm old. I got a few years on you at least, but maybe you'll understand this one. Beast mode or savage and why? Uh, let's go with beast mode. Beast mode? Okay. All right. All right, so basically, beast mode is. Um, uh, <laughs> it's the. It's going extremely, going going extreme on like he's going extreme in the gym, going beast yep. mode. Yeah, uh, savage is savage is mainly your. I think it's savage being like your. Uh, uh, not nice. Not nice. That's the way to do it. Not, I hear you. I hear you. I am yeah. what I like to consider a wannabe stand-up comedian, so I feel like <laughs> savage works a little bit better for me. <laughs> But I, I get it. I, I definitely get it. Oh, this is the one I've been waiting for. Hot sauce. Yes or no? Why? And if yes, what's your favorite? Yes. Um, my favorite, also my wife's favorite, is like Frank's hot sauce. Oh, Frank's is great. Um, yeah, for the shit and everything. Um, I'm also a fan of Cholula. This uh, with... Mexican, um, Mexican stuff, whatever. I put it on everything. Yep. Uh, if I don't have Frank's, I, I'll go with that. So those are my main two. Um, yeah, I, hot sauce, definitely. I love hot sauce. I absolutely live for it. Now, I'm going to borrow my I, – I do a fishing podcast called Jigs and Bigs. I'm going to borrow one of the I, – I have a couple of, like, real, like, oddball questions that I throw at those guests, and I feel like the answer to this question says so much. Like, it lets me know so much about the guest – so, mm-hmm. and actually, you live in a great area for this. <sighs> Fried chicken joints. What's your favorite? And I, I say I say this because there's a caveat. There's got to be, it, it has to have one or two. It has to either have a drive-thru or it has to be bought from a, a gas station. Uh, oh, it's great to say that. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, grew, I grew up in an area, a um, yep. uh, small town called Buckingham County. And the best fried chicken in the world comes from a place called, uh, it's a gas station called Goko. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what Goko stood for, but it was like a gas station that was like five minutes from my house. Excellent fried chicken. You can get like, we used to get stuff for, you know, churches or funerals or yep. any type of, any type of event. Um, Goko was where you go to, to get the best chicken. That's and awesome. They, they, they shut down, but there's another spot back home called uh, um, Fast Mart. Um, Kind of same thing. You got a really good chicken yep. there too. Uh, and these are like yep. these are like local. They do everything in house. It's just their recipe. One location. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's, See, it's, that's it's awesome. great stuff. That's awesome. It's funny because like so up, up like I'm a Popeyes guy. Always have been. I, I I love Popeyes. It's wonderful. I recently in the last few years was introduced to Bojangles. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> oh my god. It's just so. <laughs> it's just. It's a whole other level. It really is. But then locally, I noticed that in these gas stations, we got a couple of crispy crunchies showing up. Yeah, yeah. And a couple around here too. They're amazing. 
Like they're re- and it blew me away to find out that they're actually a pretty good sized chain from Louisiana. So I, I don't know. It's funny. I just I use that that question because I've had a couple of guests say, "Oh, Chick Fil A," and I'm like, "End interview." You know, it's just that's not a chicken <laughs> joint. Well, are you freaking drunk? Like, Chick Fil A is amazing, but yeah, definitely. I, if I can go with a, uh, you know, some homemade, fresh, yeah. uh, not fried chicken chicken whatever that's what i'm going to yeah 100 percent uh let's see what do we got next one some of these are pretty lame oh forgive or hold a grudge forgive forgive i i'm with you man yeah, a- you, you gotta let it go forgive don't forget that's yeah, what exactly. i like to say you know forgive don't forget and let's do for our last one here. Oh, this is a good one. I just had this conversation with my oldest daughter. College, yes or no, and why? I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to say yes, but caveat it being like that. It's not a definite, like, you know, you have to go to college. There are so many different options out there for yep. people to go, like, to trade school or uh, do an apprenticeship somewhere or yep. the military. Like, because in my um, – when I was growing up, I grew up at like there's not a lot of opportunities to do much there besides mm-hmm. <laughs> working a working a prison or work at a um, work uh, doing lumber yard and everything yep. like that. So sort of crap. So um, you would kind of just say, okay, you're going to college, go to college, go to college, and like you know, pretty small area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess like a really median income. Like you know, trying to push college was was good for like you know maybe looking to making the school look good. But, yeah. It probably wasn't the best for some people. You know, like I know some guys that mm-hmm. they, you know, went to a trade school when they got out of college, when they got out of high school, and ended up on, running their own business. By the time they're like, you know, twenty four, twenty five, yeah. it's like, yeah. So it's, um, I went to college and I did my own, I did my thing. The military paid for it, but yep. it wasn't really, uh, you know, it was okay. I didn't, I don't use my degree for anything at all. So it's just, yeah. That's it's not the way it is. It's crazy because I have a I have a my oldest daughter is starting her senior year in high school now. And, you know, now this is the year where she's she's really f- hyper focused on like what am I gonna do after graduation? Like what's the plan? And, you know, for a few months ago, she was really focused on ooh, what campuses do I like? And she was really looking at that college experience and I basically had to explain to her that like the the college experience, it's really nice to go to like a a beautiful campus and, you know, have that like, oh, four years living on campus experience and everything. And it, it's really fantastic. But I go, the thing is this, is that there's a ton of debt that comes with that. And I'm like, think about it like this. And I did the math and I showed her based on what you would pay for the number of months that you're actually in your dorm uh, over four years. And then what it would be uh, typically to just have your own apartment. And she was blown away at the difference. <laughs> you know, she was blown away. And I was just like, I'm yeah. just saying that like, that is not actually your space. You're just kind of staying there. And I'm like, that's the living aspect. I go, I go, don't judge a, a school on its, uh, on, on how not pretty the campus is or anything like that. I was like, I, I, I told her, I said, your best bet. And I go, this isn't the, the fun, sexy thing to do, but go to a community college for a couple of years and just, just get some classes in order and figure out what it is you want to do so that when you choose a school, you're choosing it based on the programs that they have and, and, and at what price, you know, so that you can, you can get in there and, and get a degree that will help you move along. I was like, I did, I, I, I didn't complete school. I don't have a degree. I did work in the field I went to school for, 
you know, but I go, the reality of it is like, you've got a long life to live, hopefully. And if that's the case, you're going to take different paths. Why should you create quarter to a half million dollars worth of debt? You know, and exactly. before you even have a job. So I really do. I wish more kids, like, I wish they would just work out of high school for a few years and then make, because th- man, I remember at 18, I thought I knew everything. <sighs> <laughs> I did not know shit. Yeah. I didn't know shit. <laughs> and most of us didn't. So it's like, I, it's crazy. I'm, I'm glad that she's now at this point, she's like, yeah, I think. And actually, I'm, I'm noticing a lot more of my friends are thinking about doing two years at a community school and then transferring to something local that fits what they want for a program. And I'm just like, imagine that. Of course, I didn't tell her that. I was just like, that's interesting. You know, but yeah, pretty smart move. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just like, oh, it's, it's, it's tough. I'm like, that is a ton. I have friends who now are in their 40s and they're still paying off college loans. Yep, it's, it's been my sister. She's in her 40s. Same thing here. Yep, it's tough, man. Well, all right, Matt, this was, this was really awesome, dude. I mean, this was a whole lot of fun. Uh, do me a favor. I want to give you an opportunity. Go ahead, shout out uh, some of your trivia events that you have going on. Promote yourself a little bit. This is your moment. Okay, awesome. Um, my name is Matt Chambers, owner of Sportaway Entertainment. I host trivia in Williamsburg, Virginia, exclusively. Right now, I'm doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. Um, Mondays, I'm at Greenleaf, right by the College of William and Mary. Um, Tuesdays, as of right now, I'm at the place called Brass Tap in Newtown, Williamsburg. Um, but hopefully in October, no, yeah, October, I'm going to be doing uh, Works Brewing Company. Um, Works out there. Uh, over there by the outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesdays, I'm at Precarious Beer Project as a brewery in Williamsburg, Virginia, right by Colonial, um, Colonial Williamsburg. Um, I'm there on Wednesdays, 6.30. And then w- Thursdays, there's Virginia Beer Company, another brewery uh, right on the Edge District, and I am um, doing that at 7 o'clock. Uh, so on, I got theme nights coming up. Nice. Uh Next month, I'll be posting those, uh, basically those theme nights very soon. And I started something recently. Uh, well, I started something recently called um, Money in the Bank, mm-hmm. Money in the Bank card. But basically, if people will compete for these little little plastic cards that has Money in the Bank on it, it's just like, uh, it's just like WWE rules. Essentially, yeah. if you win this card, you can basically challenge first place. You'll go right to tie up the first place. Or you can do something like I'll buy you a round of beer. That's cool. Or I'll buy you like you know a pizza, or whatever, or whatever you guys are eating. Mm-hmm. And then like, or you can you can choose a topic for the next week or something like that. So I got a pretty cool uh, um, that's starting next month. But money in the banks be a lot of a lot of fun. People competing for different things. And that's awesome. Whether it's hey, it's the the funniest buzzer or the best team name or. Just random things that kind of just I just yep. pick up you know just give you a card. Hey, add this. And enjoy, uh, you know, enjoy the first place you get it. So. That's that's so cool, man. You know, while you were mentioning your your lineup of events, um, I, I do have a question for you. So, I no, none of the events that I work are at breweries. I have done sessions for different breweries here and there, usually like one off events when they want to do like a charity event or they're you know doing like a battle of the breweries or something like that. And and so yeah. I'll give you an example. There was one venue that I worked at, which was a great sort of I- idea. The issue was was that it was basically bring your own food. They they didn't have a kitchen. They didn't offer any food or anything like that. And what they sold were a variety of local beers and wines. 
which is awesome if you like that stuff. But like I've found that for me, going to a restaurant that has a full bar with lots more options generally lets me put a bigger crowd in there. Um, when you're doing breweries, are you selecting breweries that have also have a full bar or how are you working that? Are you kind of promoting it within the brewery for folks that like their product to be there on that night? How are you handling all that? A little bit of both because there's a, the breweries that I work at three of them. I will be working at three of them. And there's only one of them that doesn't have actual, um, uh, they have a, like, uh, a kind of a taco bar or whatever, okay. taco and burritos, whatever. Yep. Have one inside there, which is pretty cool. Um, but you can also bring you can bring food into the other one. Yep. Uh, the other two, L Works and Virginia Beer Company, they have a weekly uh, roundup of food trucks to come there. Oh, that's so cool. a lot. Of, so a lot of times, like if somebody will somebody might make the decision to come out the trivia because hey, my favorite food truck is over there. Yeah. Like we can get some food or we can get some awesome beer and everything. Yeah. Um, and especially with uh. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to happen before the pandemic, but I know I know after the pandemic, well, after everything opened back up again, um, one of the breweries like, okay, you can bring you can bring food and have it delivered here. Like yeah. you can sit outside and have a beer, whatever. But you know, you can have, you can get Domino's delivered here or or whatever. Yeah, nearby, so I've seen that before, and and the thing is, is yeah. I, I I try to explain to them like you got that's that's revenue that you could be bringing in, and it's going out. To another business, so I'll give you an example. It was election night, twenty sixteen. Imagine, I feel like I feel like Estelle Getty on the the Golden Girls, Sophia, Sicily. You know, <laughs> it was it was election night, twenty sixteen. Okay, uh, I was hired by a local brewery to host a election themed trivia. You want to talk about stressful, man? <laughs> Yeah, like, I had yeah, to write this son that. of a bitch. Oh my god! And I mixed in enough general knowledge and you know whatnot. So we put this event together. It was shoulder to shoulder. There was not a spot to sit in. It was packed. But the way this brewery worked was they had a tasting room. They had all their products with all of their you know they had a, a quite a wide variety of different brews, which was awesome. But they had no soft drinks. They did have bottled water. Right, but they had no other soft drinks or anything, and they they had no like mixed drinks. So if you weren't a beer drinker, and they didn't have any wine, so there were no other real options other than what they had and bottled water. And mm-hmm. the way they functioned was exactly that. They had a, a couple of different restaurants locally that they said they had a partnership with, but really all it was was just a phone that you would pick up and it would dial directly to there. Like there was no financial anything. So this money would come in. They had a full house. They paid me my rate. They paid their bartender, and she asked me, she goes, "Um, is it possible you could do this on a regular basis over here, but could we adjust the rate? Because we actually, even though it was packed, we we actually lost a little bit of money. And I'm like, how is that possible? And then I started calculating the math based on the number of people who were there, the amount per beer that they would sell, and the amount that they would need to sell in the two-hour window. And that's what I've always wrestled with. Same thing with like a lot of like um, American Legions and VFW halls and things. They would love to book some of my stuff. But I'm like, in two hours, I would have to put 200 people in here for, the, for the, the, what your, your menu's priced at. And I just exactly. know I'm not, I'm not going to pull 200 people. You know? Yeah, I totally, I totally get that. It's, I never, under, I never understood either. Yeah. Um, even when it's like a, a packed crowd at these places, that doesn't, doesn't have a have a food truck there. It's like, you no, know, you're still paying the food truck, still paying me. 
Yep. And then, like, you know, people can still bring food in. So, well, and I mean, if the thing is with the food truck is that there's like, there's space in that, there's value in the space that truck takes up. So, realistically, the truck should be paying for that space. So, that there should be some money coming into the venue because it's like the yeah. truck is selling. So, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be paying the food truck to be there. They're selling the food. Right. That's that's where the truck. Unless it's one of these things where they're paying and it's like a buffet truck and you just go and help yourself. Um, <laughs> but I yeah. think I I do I it, I just scratch my head all the time. I'm like all these amazing and in in Western Massachusetts we do have amazing breweries. We really do. We have great beer in Massachusetts. But at the same time, like and I would love to partner with some of these guys. But unless They've got a full bar and a full menu where I know because I want them. It's in order for it to succeed, it's got to be profitable for the restaurant, you know. So like the first thing, That's I totally agree. Yeah, anytime I walk into a a place and I'm I'm looking around and I, I'm thinking you know trivial might be a good fit there, I take it to go menu. And then I look up like what their capacity is and find out that, and I start formulating like okay. So if I can draw this, this is the amount of people I would need to justify the rate that I charge. And I charge a premium, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I'm I'm cute. I'm worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never I never thought about that before actually. Uh, I just I just normally say, Yeah, this is uh yeah, I can do it and this is my price. But like yeah. sometimes I'll go to I'll do trivia and I used to do a trivia at a pool hall mm -hmm. and I was like, I, my whole thing was like, you can still play while you're playing pool, but like, yeah. nobody wants to play trivia with it. Like, they're more focused on that. So, yeah, I might have six teams in there or four or five teams. It's like, all right, well, I'm still playing to you guys, but yeah, exactly. I'm still getting paid, but I don't feel like it's a great deal for them to keep paying me. So, but I kept on doing it. So, yeah, well, and that's exactly. That. I mean, if 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 it's if it's benefiting them, like they're gonna tell me if it's not. <laughs> you know, that's the way yeah, I look at exactly. it. Like, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I, you know, I try to, and I mean, most of my venues I've been at for like five plus years um, or, or three plus in, in some of the newer cases, there's only one that I've just started just this year. And, you know, I think overall, like these are all probably going to be long-term spots. I'm lucky I'm booked five nights a week now. I'm very, very excited about that. But also at the same time, like I want to start bringing in some other elements too. Like I'd love to start doing some music bingo, you know? And yeah, yeah. I did it for down. a little bit. I, yeah. I, I really liked that a lot too. Yeah, I found some people liked it. They they liked it when I would add it in at with trivia. And my thought was, I was I'm considering adding it as like a pregame. So maybe it's like a uh, uh, sixty to ninety minutes of music bingo. And if you play music bingo, you get a bonus toward trivia. I'm starting a new tournament league this fall. Uh, where it's just going to be just the games that I do. People will enter, they'll, they'll pay to enter, and then we'll do a cash prize for the winner. So it could be yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, I did the I did the music bingo for a little bit. Kind of the same idea, like I mm -hmm. did it beforehand. Yep. And then I might play like two games of trivia, I mean, two games of bingo back to back. But I just felt like it was more prep time. I was like, yeah, I was finding videos and I was editing videos and I was doing this stuff to play. Mm -hmm. I might spend an hour, two hours, like you know the prep work of it and yep. then played, you know, bingo for 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. But like it never, it never really worked out. It's just a lot of, a lot of prep time with it. Nope. I hear you, man. Well, Matt, this was, this was awesome, man. This is really great. I think this episode is going to be fantastic. Do me a favor um, and shoot me a message uh, over on over on Instagram. If you have a picture of you uh, hosting trivia that you like, I'm going to do some promotions for this episode coming up. So send me one of those yeah. images, and I'll I'll put something together, a story, and I'll tag you in it and everything. And I I think this is going to be a good episode. I think people will enjoy it. Yeah, I really appreciate the uh, 
the offer, man. So I, I loved it. Awesome. Cool. I'm glad. That's great. All right. Well, you have a good one. Take care and uh, keep kicking ass down there in Virginia, dude. And, and next time I'm out your way, I'm going to look up one of your games. Uh, you're, hey, man. You'll see me log in. I would love- just be like, where is he? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have it happen, man. Sounds good, dude. Great to see you, Great to see you again, for real. Yeah, absolutely, man. For sure. And you know what? Uh, once once all the, the BS is out there, we're able to start doing more of these shows and and start you know going up back out to the expos and stuff like this and it's 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 worthwhile we're going to be out there again for sure love it awesome all right take care buddy yes sir take care have a good one have have a good one see ya all righty guys we're back that was I told you that was going to be a good time. I really do enjoy getting to meet the uh, other hosts that are out there, not just doing speed quizzing, uh, but but just trivia hosts in general. In fact, I, I say that um, the the first two trivia hosts, you know, I've got access to uh, a really great community of of hosts all over the world, and and ho- I'm hoping to actually get some of our uh, our hosts from across the pond to jump on and do some interview stuff as well. We can kind of get to know what's speed quizzing like there. I would really love to pick. Uh, like Stu, uh, Stu Pitaway. I would love to pick his brain about uh, quizzing in general in the UK versus in America. So to me, I think that's really, really cool. Um, I'm also hoping to be able to put a trip together. Probably not this year. I would like to put a trip together and head over to the UK, uh, head over to York and visit Speed Quizzing headquarters and uh, and all that stuff. I think it'd be kind of fun too. We'd probably do some recording while I'm there as well. I, I most likely will. Anyway, um, where, where was I here? Oh, uh, coming up, I do have a, uh, a Paul over at my uh, Wednesday night venue. Um, Paul is the uh, he's the pen and paper trivia host that's on Tuesday nights over there at Nathan Bills. Um, Paul, I got to give a shout out to Paul. He hooked me up. Up, uh, did not realize some of the tech that was in Nathan Bills regarding their televisions. So we've got a second live screen available that I was able to connect to wirelessly, and it was fabulous. Uh, my Wednesday night game has been popping. We're gonna have Paul on, and we're gonna have a good, good time. What I'd really like to do with Paul, because he's a smart dude, and he loves. I mean, not only does he love hosting trivia and writing the games and doing all this stuff, he likes playing trivia. It's great. He came out last Wednesday, and I haven't seen him in a minute, so it was great. To see him in my game. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate you, buddy. So if you're looking for a good old-fashioned pen and paper, like nose to the table, cranking out your answers, go and play his game Tuesdays at Nathan Bills. It's good stuff. You're you're gonna love it. But we're gonna have him on, and and I also get and that's part of it. I like to see the contrast between like the experiences of pen and paper uh, trivia host and and things that that they need to deal with versus a speed quizzing host and and you know what it you know how it all works together. We all kind of do the same thing. I, I kind of compare it to like bass fishermen and fly fishermen. You know what I mean? Like we're both catching fish, but there's just different methods and it's just different things. So. I don't know. Very, very cool. Uh, as always, guys, I appreciate you so much. Uh, remember that giveaway at 2K on my Instagram starts once we hit 2,000 followers, and I'm only about 40-something away before I hit that. So make sure you tell your friends to go and follow me over on Instagram. We're going to do a giveaway at 2K, and then every single 1,000, we're going to do another one. Every time we hit 5,000 new ones, so when I hit 7,000, I'm going to do a big giveaway. So you're not going to want to miss that. That's going to be great. So there's a big one coming up at 7. we got to start getting there and we're going to do giveaways on the road so it's going to be fantastic my birthday 
is this weekend, and I am so excited because I'm doing something that's been on my bucket list for a while. I am going to Lake Champlain, and I'm going fishing with my dad, and I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, of course, I'm going with uh, my co-host at Jigs and Bigs, Sean the Fisherman, as well as one of our favorite jig heads, Nelson, as well. So we're going to have a great time up in Vermont, doing Vermont things, catching some fish, and uh, hopefully kicking some butt in the uh, Jigs and Bigs online catch photo release nationwide tournament. I said that. Yeah, you can win good stuff competing using your phone and a fishing rod. It's awesome. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. I appreciate you guys so much. You guys don't even know. You're absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, w- this show is uh, things are happening. Things are, are absolutely happening. And I'm, I'm very psyched to, uh, to to have some things on the on the docket that are going to be huge for Trivial and uh it's going to be an amazing ride, guys. Let's go ahead and have a good one. As always, you can always find me at bobbyroastbeef.com. You can contact me through the contact page there. You can also check availability to find out if I'm available for events for you. You have a private event coming up? Boom, I can do that. Uh, also, if you have a wedding coming up, not only can I DJ your reception, but I am also uh, an officiant as well. So if you would like to be married by the one and only Padre Roast Beef, you can do that. You guys have a good one. Take good care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.